This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. She's like, yeah, have you seen Twitter? And I'm like, no. And she says, well, I don't think you should look, but, you know, apparently your mom's plane is missing. My family and I are not okay. My extended family, should I say. My siblings and I, thank goodness, we're good. That's the way we can keep her alive is by listening to her music. Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Cheekies and Chill. I hope you all had a great weekend and your week is off to a really great start. If you're listening to me today, well, I'm sure it will be. No. <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is one that's near and dear to my heart. This podcast is very special to me for many reasons. I've talked about that before. It's a space where I can share very personal and intimate details with you. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing today. It's dedicated to my mom, you guys. It's going to be nine years since uh, my mother, Jenny Rivera, left us. So uh, grab some tequila, some coffee, I'd probably say some tequila, and let's do it. Let's get into Chiquis and Chill. So this Friday marks nine years since my mom died. Um, December 9th, 2012, my mom and six others died in a plane crash in northern Mexico. And that day, yes, the world, we all lost her. And it was a very difficult day. Those of you that know me, that have read my book, know that I lost my mom on October 2nd of 2012. I lost her. Before everyone else did, her and I had a falling out, a misunderstanding. There were a lot of toxic voices around her at the time, and we weren't talking. This is the second time that she had done that to me. Um, she kind of just, she was a woman that was very strong and set in her ways, so her lessons were always very tough. Um, so the first time she did that to me, and it was honestly two months as well, 
I was 14 going into my to my 15th birthday. It was that summer of when I was 14. Um, we were ending school. And, you know, during that time, you know, like at the end, you're doing all the tests and stuff. So I... I went with my friends instead of telling her I got out early. I remember it was a Monday as well. And instead of telling her, hey, mom, I got out early, I went with my friends to go have a cheeseburger and fries across the street. I just thought, okay, I'll tell her that I'm off, you know, at 12 o'clock the rest of the week. So she thought I had lied to her. Well, I kind of did in a way. So anyways, she kicked me out. It was a big thing. I explain all of it in my book, Forgiveness, or Perdón in Spanish. And she stopped talking to me for two months. And I'll never forget because for my 15th birthday, I didn't get a call from her. Then later on, as I explained in the book as well, how we started talking, you know, she just grabbed my little lonjita because I was staying at my grandma's house. And she said, you know, I think it's time for you to come home. You've, you've, you've had a, a very nice time here at your grandma's house eating. So it's time for you to come home. And she put me on a diet <laughs> and she fixed my hair because she had cut it. It's just so much, you know. So anyways, the second time that ever happened was in October of 2012. On October 2nd, that was basically the last time I had heard from my mother. In September of 2012, things got really weird. My mom was in a very weird place in her life, um, emotionally and mentally, I feel. And this is another thing that we've never talked about uh, publicly because it was always just forbidden. But my mom wasn't, wasn't doing too well. And I could tell, and all of us could tell, but no one could say anything because we were afraid to upset her. But things were getting kind of weird. And on October 2nd, I did get the email and the subject said, lights on, I believe. It was lights on. And it was a long, long email, which maybe one day I'll share with you guys. Very strong email. And basically what it said was that everything came together and the lights were now on, that she could see clearly that I had been sleeping with her husband, Esteban, at the time. And I remember being at a diner and I just dropped my phone. I said, what? I was in disbelief. I drove to my mom's house. I didn't even finish reading the entire email that night. But I drove to my mom's house. I had all the gate codes. Everything was changed. I remember, I don't know how I did it, but I pulled that gate open and I was knocking and on, on the door, banging on it. Everything was closed. The keys were changed on me. I was just like, what in the hell is going on? I fell to the floor. I was crying. I called my sister Jackie. I was confused. I was like, what the heck is going on? I tried my very best to contact her in every way, through email, through her Twitter. She blocked me everywhere. She changed her email. She changed her number. I mean, coming from having all the access in the world to her to having none was devastating. And then my siblings had to forcefully be on her side because if not, it was an issue. So it was very hard for me. It was a woman that came into her life a couple months before that started throwing veneno just evilness into her ear and I don't know how just made up this whole story and my mom again was not in, in the right place emotionally or mentally don't take my word for it one day my siblings will talk and say the truth about what was going on during that time I have actually all my evidence to show that that could have not happened the night that she thought it happened I had the phone record showing that when in the cameras it said that okay maybe I was gone in the room 
with Esteban, that's completely false. You could see my head in another camera. I have phone calls that I was actually on the phone with my uncle Juan and my ex-boyfriend for 30 minutes during the time that she thought I was gone and couldn't see me in the cameras. So it's just, I never had the opportunity. I tried to explain this to her many times and to my aunt and everyone around, tell her this, but she just wasn't, she didn't want to listen. That's why it was so important to me to write forgiveness and to explain this is my truth for my future children, for my future husband, for the people, my followers that knew me from Chiquis in Control, from Chiquis and Roxy, from what I was already starting, that I did not do this. That I, To me, it's accusing me of doing something like that. It's, kill, it's like killing someone, it's murdering someone. And I would never do that to my mother. First of all, as a woman, I just wouldn't do it. And secondly, I would be too damn scared to do that to my mom. I mean, I know my mother. Like, there's no way. You know what I mean? And I loved Esteban as a stepfather, and I loved him because he loved my siblings, because he was so good to my mother. So, no, it's completely false. And I invite you guys to read Forgiveness so that you guys can understand the entire story in detail. That's why I wrote the book. But that was what happened, and that's what well, that was the falling out between my mom and I. But I always had faith that we were going to talk, that we were going to talk and sit down and clear it up and everything was going to be fine. But again, there wasn't enough time. And that's when I lost my mom. I remember going to therapy and the therapist told me, you know what, you are going to have to start living your life like if she was no longer here. And I remember saying, like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, like if she had passed away. This was two weeks before December 9th. And I'll never forget. And I looked and I looked at my therapist and I said, what? It hit me and I cried and I cried and I said, you know what? Yes, I'm, I'm dying slowly inside. I had suicidal thoughts. I didn't have everything and everyone, my siblings, my mother, that were so important to me. But of course, I didn't understand that then. Now that I look back, now that I know how God works and now I know everything that I went through had a reason but during that time, it was it was horrible. So when December 9th came and the world lost her, I was already a few steps into the healing process. So I was able to be there for my siblings. And like I said, everything does happen for a reason. God's plans are perfect. And it hurt me very much. Obviously, I lost her twice. But who kept me alive were my siblings. All four of them. But more than anything, Johnny and Jenica. My sister Jenica was 15. She's now 23. Johnny was 11. He's now about to be 21. So I took them under my wing and I said, I, let's go. I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to leave your side. And I didn't and I haven't. And that's the way that I honor my mother every single day since she passed. And yes, I was disinherited because of this whole fallout and this misunderstanding. And by the way, I gathered up all of my evidence to show my mom what is being said is not true. And she just kept saying that she needed time and time and time. And look, you know, then there wasn't. Time just took its course and God had other plans. But anyways, uh, I was disinherited. But I always say that the inheritance that my mother left me were my siblings. The most important and the biggest inheritance are my siblings. And that's how I honor her legacy every single day because I know how important her children were and are to her till this day because I feel her around. I feel her. I can't say que se me apareció and that I've seen her. No, I've seen her twice. In these past nine years, I've seen her twice in my dreams. And I get so sad 
the next day and for a few days that I feel she's like, I don't want to do that to her. So she doesn't come around in my dreams as much anymore because I'm pretty sure knowing her, she's busy in heaven doing her thing. I always talk to her, though. I tell her, Mom, I don't know where you're at, but I need you. So I just know that that's how I'm honoring her. And I know that her children, and she said it in any interview, any Jenny Rivera fans out there know how important her children were to her. She said it anytime and every time that she could, she said it. She said it in her book. So to me, that's what I've done, is I've done my best in every single way to be a good older sister, to be a good example to my siblings, to have their back, to keep us united. It's been tough sometimes because of outside noises, other toxic voices. It's made it a little difficult to have a peaceful relationship, but I've always said, hey, wait a second, let's come together. This is what mom wants. She's always wanted this. She always told me, no matter what, you are the oldest, and I'm sorry that God made you the oldest, but you are the oldest for a reason, and you are to always keep your siblings united. Do not allow you and your siblings to be what my siblings and I are. She told me that countless times, countless and that's what I try to do. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I do want to say that the day that I found out, December 9th, 2012, that my mom was missing, because that's what it was at first. Her plane was missing. It just disappeared out of the sky. I was in Las Vegas. We were celebrating my cousin Karina's wedding. She had gotten married on the 8th. So that was during the day, and we all went to go eat, and then after we all went to go party. And I remember being at this rooftop uh, nightclub. I think it was called Voodoo. And I was fine. I had already kind of said, okay, took my therapist's advice and said, okay, I'm going to start living like my mom is no longer here. And I was feeling a little bit better emotionally and mentally. And I had just seen Johnny for the first time in months, in a few weeks, should I say, there at my cousin's wedding. And it was so hard because it was just a weird energy. So it was kind of eating me up inside. So that night we went out and my friends and I were dancing on the dance floor. I was looking up at the sky and I felt this sadness come upon me that I can't explain, that I just felt like, oh, like I just, I, I wanted to fall to the floor and I just started crying in the middle of the dance floor. I'm telling you, I was, we were on a rooftop. So I just said, you guys, I sat down and I was just bawling and bawling. Like the sadness came over me and I didn't know why. So I remember just telling my friends, hey, it was, it was Gerald at the time and Brianna and, um, I said, let's just go back to the room. And we did. And we got McDonald's because food just, you know, I've had an issue with food my whole life. So when I'm sad, I just want fatty stuff, you know, so, um, or should I say starchy foods? So I, we had McDonald's, we sat on the floor, we ate it and I fell asleep. And at 10 a.m. in the morning, I was woken up by a phone call from my cousin Karina, who was, like I said, always also in Vegas with me. And she said, hey, cousin, we got to go. I said, wait, well, we have plans to do. What do you mean we got to go? She said, no, we got to go. Uh, my dad just called me and said, it's an emergency. We have to drive down to grandma's house, like now. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, have you seen Twitter? And I'm like, no. And she says, well, I don't think you should look, but, you know, apparently your mom's plane is missing. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's missing. They can't find it. So then I started, of course, I packed my stuff. I was driving a Prius at the time. I don't know how I did, and I don't recommend anyone to do this, but I got from Vegas to Lakewood, California in less than three hours. I was going so fast. After I read on Twitter, Jenny, the late Jenny Rivera, like just so many things, like she had already, she was gone. Like she had already disappeared. Like she was, you know, I was like, wait a second. We don't even know what's going on. It was horrible. It was all over the radio. I couldn't listen to music. I was just in silence the entire time crying. And I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, God, you can't do this to me. No, you can't do this to me. Like, that's what I kept just repeating. It felt like forever to get to my grandma's house, but I got there in less than three hours, which is crazy. I don't know how I did that. Again, I don't recommend anyone to do that. I was just so, like, in the need of getting to my siblings because during that time, again, I hadn't gotten a phone call from Jenica or Johnny, and they called me and they said, Jenica called me. She's like, sister, where are you? I need you here. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God, yes, they need me. And I felt so uncomfortable because I hadn't talked to none of my family. And I was like, how are they going to receive me? And at that moment, when I got that phone call, I didn't care. Everything erased. And I said, I have to be there for these kids. I don't care. I walked in there with my head held high and I got those kids. And I'm like, these are my kids. I don't know what's going on with my mom. I still had faith 
that my mom was going to come back. That was on a Sunday. I had faith Monday, Tuesday, until Wednesday. I got to my grandma's house. Like I said, I was like there for Johnny. We were sleeping on the floor. I mean, it was it was chaotic at my grandma's house. Um, but on Wednesday, I told my uncles, you guys need to go find my mom. You need to find my mom. You guys, sorry, I don't trust the authorities in Mexico. I need someone from us, from our side, to go and look for my mom physically. Go on that mountain, find my mom. I had faith that maybe, yes, the plane had fallen. Maybe she survived. I was thinking all kinds of things. But then when I saw some pictures on the internet that showed some of her remains, and I had asked Jenica, I said, Jenica, what nail polish, what color was mom wearing? She says, oh, red. And I started looking at pictures, and sure enough, yes, in her last concert at in Monterrey, um, because she was coming from Monterrey back to Mexico City to record La Voz, she wanted to leave, and I knew my mom. So that's why she left at 3.30 in the morning, so that when I was feeling that on the rooftop at 1.30, it was, I think, when everything was happening, when my mom had left, and I think she came to visit all of us. That's what I personally believe. So... It all made sense afterwards, you know. So at 3.30 a.m. is when her, her plane disappeared. I, I think that we all felt her that night. So anyways, I told my uncles, go find my mom. And that's when I asked Janica about her nail polish. And it was red. And in her, her remains, I saw, like, it's so tough to say this, but her toes and they were red. <laughs> and I knew. I'm like, we lost her. <sighs> and I know those feet because so many times when she was tired, I would put on her shoes, I would take them off, I would massage her feet. And I said, these, these are my mom's feet, her toes. And um, that's when I knew. And I remember I felt something in my heart. I'll never forget my safe place at my grandma's house because every corner of my, my grandma's house was full of just people there trying to comfort us. And outside, everywhere, there was just so many people, her fans, which I'm so grateful for, but my only safe place was the restroom. And I remember grabbing a picture that my grandma had in the living room. I grabbed it and I knew. I hadn't told the kids yet. I hadn't told anybody that I saw those pictures. I don't even know how I found them or who sent them to me. Some evil person, I have no idea. But I went into the restroom and I held the picture tight. And I swear to you that I heard my mom's voice tell me, you have to be strong for these kids. And from that moment, I was like, okay. And I cried by myself and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be strong. And I got to tell them, I can't let them think anymore that she's here because she's not. And I knew it. And I told them, I said, Johnny, I sat down, Johnny, and I said, mommy's not coming back. So I just knew I had to tell them. And that's when I, something came upon me. I said, I have to be resilient. I have to be strong. That's when it all started like making sense. Like this is why everything happened because my mom and I were so close we were sisters, we were husband and wife, we were so many things that if this hadn't happened, this interruption in our relationship, I wouldn't have been strong enough to sustain this pain. 
And I knew it was going to be hard because I would have to go out and defend and clean up my name in some way. But the most important thing for me at that time were my siblings. And I think the best way, and right now that we're talking about her, because yes, the anniversary is coming up, is the best way that I can honor her is to continue being here for my siblings and, and doing my best to be successful. For me, it's everything I do, everything that I do. I think about my siblings. I think about, yes, they're okay. Maybe financially they're okay right now. But what if they're not one day? I want them to know that their sister has their back, that they have a home that they can come to, that the doors will always be open. And it makes me just work harder, you know? Which is why it makes me so sad. And this is the first time I talk about it, you guys. I'm going to talk about it with you. I haven't said it in an interview. I haven't written it thoroughly in my book that's coming out in February. I mentioned it, but I want to say it here with you guys because another way of honoring my mother is by being honest because that's how she was. No tenía pelos en la lengua. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My family and I are not okay. My extended family, should I say. My siblings and I, thank goodness, we're good. We have our disagreements, we have our discussions, our arguments, 
but we always come back to each other. But there has always been issues in my family, unfortunately, because there are so many of us in the industry. Fortunately and unfortunately, I feel that we could have been a very successful dynasty together, but I feel like jealousy and ego and greed has ruined our family for years. And I'm now ready to say that, yeah, I'm not okay. And I know some of my siblings and I don't want to speak for them are also not okay with most of our family members. Today, I'll speak about myself and what I feel and how I feel and why it makes me so sad because my mom was really the glue to our family. And although for many years, she was also disappointed and we have emails and conversations and everyone knows this, my mom was also very vocal about things that she disagreed with, with certain family members. So a lot of people have wondered why I have unfollowed my grandmother. I did, maybe it's a little silly, maybe it's childish. I did unfollow her on Instagram. I love my grandmother. I still honor her. I still thank her very much for everything she did for me, for helping raise me. I love her so much and I miss her. But it goes back to me honoring my mother and her legacy and my siblings are the most important thing in my life. And when you hurt them, you hurt me. And unfortunately, my grandma has said a few things publicly that I don't agree with, that I'm very hurt by about my siblings, Johnny and Jenica, mainly. Some things about me that I just feel are unfair to say without first telling us. So I don't agree with it being said publicly. So now I'm publicly stating that, yes, I have unfollowed her and I'm okay with my decision and I love her and I still check up on her. But there are certain things on social media that I just don't want to see and I don't want them to hurt me. I could have muted her. Yes, but I, I decided to unfollow her because I'm also tired of pretending. I'm, I'm ready for the world to know that we're not okay. I also don't follow my Uncle Juan and I don't follow my Aunt Rosie. And I'm sure to them it does, doesn't matter. But to me, it's just I'm ready to show the world that there are bigger issues. You know, we have always had some type of issue or tension in our family for years. Because, again, we're all in the same industry. What really, I think, broke the camel's back, como dicen, is when my brother Johnny... He had been asking me to do this since he was 16 years old when he was still under my custody. Johnny asked me to look into the finances. He said, you know what, I'm just a little worried. I, there's some certain things that worry me and I just think that we should know. I never did it because I'm like, oh my God, I, I just, I already know they're going to think that it's me. And of course I had my doubts. Don't get me wrong. I had my doubts about it, but I just didn't want to open up a can of worms I had a feeling it was going to start an issue. So when Johnny turned 20, he said, you need to help me. Actually, this January of 2021, he said, I need you to help me get an attorney. I, I really want to do this. And I said, okay, fine. I told him, he asked me in, in, in November of 2020. And I said, wait, give me a few months. Let me pray about it. And when he came back in January of 2021, he said, okay, I want to do it. And I'm sure. And I said, okay, I have your back. So I hooked him up with an attorney. He spoke to them. He's been dealing with it himself. I can't even talk to the attorney without his permission. So it's all been him wanting to just know what's up 
with the estate, with the finances, with our trust, with the businesses. And it has caused chaos. It's caused so much, even more tension in our family. And I still don't know why, but that's the truth of the matter. And I want to clear that up because it's not an audit. An audit comes from, it comes legally. We didn't audit anybody. We just asked for an accounting. Johnny asked for an accounting as, as a beneficiary, he has the right to ask for an accounting. And my aunt was supposed to give that to him annually and hasn't for the past nine years. So he asked for that and it became this big ruckus. And I don't understand why this accounting was asked for in what month, Johnny? This accounting was asked for in April of this year, 2021, and everything has gone to shit since then. Worse than it, it has been. I feel that we have the right to know how much money was in the account when my mom left, how much money has been made, um, how much money they have made for the enterprises, for my Jenny Rivera Enterprises. We have a right. We have a right to ask how much people are getting paid. And I include myself in this because, yes, I was disinherited, but I'm still a daughter. I'm still the oldest. I'm still the one that helped my mom build this empire. And I still have the right as a sister to ask what's going on with my siblings, with their with their finances. So let me tell you, the businesses, my mom's businesses are completely separate from the trust. That's where what my mom left for my siblings. The accounting was delivered months later, literally uh, Johnny's right here. So 192 days later, they asked for extensions for a while. We hadn't heard from them. I was like, wait, if we have everything in order, we have a good CPA for the company. We have a good financial advisor. Why aren't we getting these things in a timely manner? I just don't understand. And there's so many things that I can say, but I just, I want to be respectful to my siblings and to still my family because even though I love them and I love them from afar, I wish them well. I'm better off without them. And I'm sure they are as well without us or without me, should I say. And my heart is sad. My heart is hurt. But sometimes it's better to love people from afar. And not be angry at them. Because I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because this didn't have to turn out this way. And I just felt that today, talking about my mom, the best way I can honor her is, is by being honest. Again, I thought about this over and over, about talking about this, but you know what? Because I thought about my cousins, their children. I don't want to affect anybody in any way, ever. God knows my intentions. God knows that I wish with all my heart that we were okay with my family and that we could all just be united and be a strong force together, but that is not our case. That is not our truth, sadly. And you know what? Everyone kind of has to just own up to certain things. And it's sad because ever since my mom left, the way Johnny says it, we've been in, living in, in hell. I see it a little different. It has been very difficult. I have tried my very best to be okay with my family, to gain their approval, 
to show them, hey, I'm working, I'm doing my thing. Like, are you proud? You know, it's been very difficult to get that. And it's just sad when you lose such a strong pillar in your family, how things just start crumbling down. And now that I look back to these nine years, it's just we were in so much pain. We just trusted blindly. We were too hurt and dealing with our pain and with life and how to live life without my mom without parents in reality that we didn't really care much or not care, but we just didn't have the energy or the mental space to deal with all of these things. And I feel like we finally woke up and we're like, oh, wait a second, what's going on? I feel like el que nada debe, nada teme. So what's the problem, you know? I wish with all my heart that we could spend this anniversary together as a family at my grandma's house with my uncles, with my aunt, with my cousins. It makes me sad, but I've accepted that this is my reality, my new reality, and I've come to peace with it. And moving forward, it's just really coming together as siblings is what we want to do once my sister Jackie becomes CEO to just continue my mother's legacy. Us having the control and as a team making decisions for my mom's brand, for my mother's music. We want a movie. We have so many ideas that I think that the best, now that we're a little more healed, we're a little more mature, I think we all can just come together and make it happen. And that's what I'm hopeful for. And I'm hopeful that this doesn't get any nastier and that we could just come together and come to an agreement, maybe agree to disagree for the sake of my mother and her legacy and all that she worked hard for because she did for her children mainly and mostly and everyone that knows her especially her family knows that so that's why I'm so confused today I want to honor my mother and ask you all if you haven't heard her music if you have heard it to just please listen to it Every single day, go to any app that you guys use to listen to music. That's the way we can keep her alive is by listening to her music and just honor her in that way for me. It's the favor that I ask you guys and I'm really looking forward to the future and doing this kind of being under the umbrella again of just helping, you know, because I can't be added to the will or anything and, and nor do I want to I, I want my siblings to be okay I'm working hard and I'm doing my thing so I just want to be able to be a part of it again and really have a real say you know in my mom's stuff and I know my siblings feel the same way we want a movie imagine a movie of Jenny Rivera's life in English with a little bit of Spanish Or vice versa. I don't know. I just want it to be like the real Jenny. You know what I mean? What she was all about. A movie just telling the story of a woman that worked her ass off to leave the imprint that she has left forever. And what she did for her kids as a single mother. Everything that she went through. Things that you guys may not even know. Things that we've never talked about. That we're ready to talk about now. 
We want movies. We want just huge, we have huge plans. So I think it's going to be beautiful to be together at a table with my siblings and discussing everything that we want to do for my mom and how we want her music to sound. I think we're ready. We're ready and I'm excited for my sister, Jackie, who is stepping up like no other. I admire her so much. I don't know how she juggles being a mother of four, a wife, a business owner, and now dealing with all of this with Jenny Rivera Enterprises and I'm excited to see her in this new position and she does everything with such with such grace and so peacefully and she has the best intentions and the best interests at heart for everyone. So I think she's going to be an amazing CEO and I can't wait to see that. It's nice to know that mom and I started all of this because it was really mom and I. We um we started it from the ground up. I was at home with the kids, cleaning, cooking, making sure everything was good, paying the bills, and then later on I helped her with the businesses and helped her build her empire and every idea that she had, I did my best to execute it. And to know that it's become this and to know that now my sister's going to take over is awesome. And I also want to take this time in the space to thank my uncle and my aunt for everything they did. I know that they tried their best and I know that this was thrown on my aunt from one day to another and she really didn't know and never wanted anything to do with the music industry. So I've always been very compassionate about that and understanding. And for so long she expressed that she wasn't happy in her position and that it has ruined her 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 relationship with her kids with her with her husband my uncle Juan felt the same way and again my uncle Juan wasn't left in charge he just took that responsibility and wanted to help and i'm grateful for that believe me i appreciate everything that they did but there are certain things that i just feel i don't agree with but i am grateful and and i do want them to be happy and i want them to be okay with their family and and live their best life and i'm sorry if You know, all of this has caused pain. You know, the way that we think about their feelings and their life, I would love for them to take a moment and do the same for us. You know, and I know they have. I just don't know what happened throughout these nine years that things have just gotten worse and worse and it's just what happened. You know, we just ask questions. I want you guys to remember her for yes her music because she definitely broke barriers she has paved the path for all women i think in general especially in you know the regional mexican genre but also for the woman for that luchona courageous fearless woman that she was She always said if they close a the door in my face it's okay. I'm going to find a window and I'm going to crawl through it and I'm going to make sure I get what I want. So she was just tenacious and so strong and strong-willed. I want you guys to remember her for that for the single mother of five that didn't let anyone get in her way of feeding those children. For me even if I wasn't her daughter I would still be a fan of her music I would still be a fan of the woman because 
she's definitely a woman that represents us so well, especially Latinas, that when there is a will, there is a way. Isi se puede, and she's definitely that woman. And it really was who she was, really. Like, the person that you saw on stage, the person that you saw in interviews, that was my mother, off stage. In her core, she was a very passionate woman in anything and everything that she did. Passionate, loving. Um, she was moody, you know, but siempre con razón, and when she was wrong, she would eventually come around and say, I apologize, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It would take her a little bit of time, but she would. She would always come around and, and apologize. She was a woman that did her best to read the Bible every single day, at least a verse, to make sure she was honoring God and putting him first. Something that, to me, is super important now because I saw it so much growing up. That woman that you guys know is really, it wasn't, it wasn't a facade. It was really her. In the good, in the bad, like she would say, you know, flaws and all, con mis virtudes y defectos. She really did own it in every aspect. And I am so proud and honored. And it's such a privilege and a blessing to be her daughter, to be her firstborn. It's like, wow, that's my mama. You know, she's a badass in every sense of the word. And it's crazy because I know this, but I think I'm so engulfed in doing what I got to do and being the best example that I can to my siblings of doing, working, and that sometimes, not that I forget, it's just now that I'm talking about her, I'm just like, damn, that's my mom. It's so tight, you know? And I'm so grateful and I thank God and I hope that one day when I have a daughter, she could be half the woman my mother was. I'm gonna name her Jenny. It might be her, her middle name, but it has to be Jenny. <laughs> and just the way I asked you guys to listen to her music, uh, to my mother's music and honor her and you know, keep her alive, keep her legacy alive. I also do the same. I listen to her music a lot, especially when I need that motivation or I'm going to go, I'm going to walk into a meeting or when I was going through a heartbreak. <laughs> I would listen to Como, Como Tu Mujer, Basta Ya, Sin Capitan, Detrás de Tu Ventana, like all those songs. Usually what we like to do on December 9th is eat her favorite foods. She liked the cookies, Nutter Butters. She loved Diet Coke. She loved pork rinds and just sit there and watch her favorite movies. One of them being Life, the movie Life. If you guys haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's super funny. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Hopefully we can be together. It's gotten to a point where now I respect my siblings. They're a lot older. So if they feel like they need to be alone, especially Mikey, he's the one that's always like, you know what? I, I want to take my time. I want to do this by myself. I respect that. I would love for all of us to be together in my new home, hopefully. But if not, then I'm going to do my best to do what I do and listen to her music loud and proud and, and just remember her. Because 
I do miss her very much. It doesn't matter how old I get. I still need my mom's hugs. I still need her kisses. I still, she had the best hugs ever. Like she was the best hugger. She always smelled so good. She had this certain scent that I'm never going to forget. And her advice, I just, I need her. You know, I still need her. To me, it's, yeah, it's been nine years. It's going to be 10, but it still feels like it was yesterday. And if I can give you guys a piece of advice before um, we go and we close up is honor your parents. Don't wait for a special holiday for their birthday, for Christmas, for Mother's Day, for Father's Day to say, hi, I love you, to send them flowers randomly. You just never know what will happen. You never know when you won't see them again. So that's my advice to you guys. <sighs> to appreciate and value your loved ones, to take the time to spend time with them, to call them now and then. I still do with my grandma, even though I'm hurt. If she's sick, I call her. I send her text messages. I want to make sure she knows that I'm there because I'm still grateful for everything she did for me. Things have just changed. But that's my advice to you guys. Take care of those that you love and keep their legacy alive once they're gone. So guys, sorry for la lloradera. <laughs> it's a very touchy subject. It's something that I thought I was not going to talk about, everything that we talked about here, but this is a safe place and a way for me to express myself and share with you guys on a deeper level, like my thoughts, my heart, my mind, my soul everything that I go through. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, December 9th, let's not be sad. Yes, we miss her, but all the Jenny Rivera fans out there, let's celebrate her life and what she taught us. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you next week and have a beautiful, wonderful, productive week. Les mando besitos a todos. This is a production of iHeartRadio and My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts. And follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prinze Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. 
They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.